coming up on Just Elders Podcast. When I say this energy different, bro, I've so I've been telling people this right now. This we ain't got no time for games. We ain't got no time for people being politically correct. We do not have time for people um saying, well, you don't know what they doing behind the scenes. We ain't got time for none of that shit right now. With the power influence you have, if there is not a clear picture of you looking out for black people, especially in this climate, fuck you. And you know what? I wasn't going to talk about this, but he pissed me off. I'm no longer with Spinify. If you want to find me and rock with me, you can follow me too. To dudes like Isaac Hayes, he called me, I guess to check me or let me know why I shouldn't be talking about her. Damn. If you care about black people and you want change, you ain't fucking with Keisha. This is the same woman that I told my son that it's not safe for black boys. You know how fucking stupid that sound? When you are the mayor of the city, you saying it's not safe in? So, obviously, Chief Shields does not value accountability for police officers. Let me tell you my demand for Keisha. If Keisha Lance Bottoms does not fire Chief Erica Shields this week, she don't love black people. To my black cops, listen, I want to let y'all know, your badge does not exempt you from white supremacy. Your badge does not exempt you from um uh, racism and your badge does not one thing your badge does not do it does not give you the same privilege that your white counterparts get so i had a whole conversation with isaac hayes and i told him i said bro fuck what you talking about this is where we fall out so i'm just telling y'all now Fuck everybody that's on that shit. If you are not clearly with us, it's done. Y'all can get mad with me. You can call me. My number is 770-48. I will say fuck you on my line. Ready? Born ready. Just the 
Family, it's your boy Eldridge, and you are tuning into the greatest podcast to ever get the airways. I am super excited because I'm about to record the greatest episode I have ever recorded. I say that every time, and I promise you, today I really mean it this time. What you just listened to was the speech that I had the honor and privilege of giving today at the rally in Decatur, Georgia. We had a protest where we gave all of the young organizers the opportunity. We were discussing young voices and they were discussing white supremacy and affirming black lives. And when I tell y'all, it was an absolutely beautiful day. When I'm on, when I looked out on the crowd, bro, key easily, I'm about to just show you a picture. I just need you to tell me. How many, if you just had to guess, and there's people around him and behind him, how many people are out there? Damn. <laughs> Bruh. Yeah, 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 bro. It's, uh, that thing going deep, cause I'm trying to look to the back. Bro. You know, it's not just, where's that, what pavilion is that? Right. Is that City Hall? Yeah, no, that's in Decatur in the square. Damn, bro. That, 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 it must be the whole square filled up. Even past, man, because this thing go to the apartment. Bro, when I say it was so many people that came out, the energy was so crazy. My voice is gone. It's so diverse out there. My, 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 yeah, yeah. It was definitely uh, some allies. You colonizers. Um, when I say my voice gone now, but it was gone on that speech. And I'm just excited, dog. I don't even like, we marched Decade. I left there. We went downtown. When I say this energy different, bro, I've so I've been telling people this right now. This we ain't got no time for games. We ain't got no time for people being politically correct. We do not have time for people um saying, "Well, you don't know what they doing behind the scenes." We ain't got time for none of that shit right now. This is right this right now is what you call a lead. This is what you call a lead. And when you have a lead in sports, you do not give up your lead. You keep pressing, you keep going hard. I promise you, the window of opportunity we have right now, Keith, we won't see this energy again for another 20 years. Minimum. We are in Atlanta. Bruh, I know. I know. I wasn't even going to go there. (laughs) I wasn't even going to go there. We will not be the Falcons in the Super Bowl. This 28-3 lead, we won't lose this one, dog. Like, when I tell you... Man, I'm just excited, dog. I'm excited. Look, my uh, I had my organizers come down from Monroe. I had some people come. We're gonna talk about all of it. We're gonna talk about all of it before we get into everything, man. I just want to honor our supporters. Thank y'all so much. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Thank y'all for sharing episode 45. What to do when you're sick and tired of being sick and tired? The energy we've been getting from the episode, the shares that we've been getting have been crazy. Do me a favor. If you have not watched it, stop right now. Go back and listen to that episode. Go back and listen to the episode right now. Go back and listen to uh, We Must Organize for a Mod. Go back and listen to the... We, bro, we giving y'all the audio blueprint right now on this podcast. We giving y'all the audio blueprint what to do if you really want change in your community. This is not the time to sit on the sideline. So I want to, before we move forward, I just want to honor all of the listeners who, who they wanted to share what they thought about the episode. 
So let's go to it. It's about that time, man. You know, we get those reviews. Like Eldridge said, man, y'all really been holding it down, man. The love has been real. The numbers are looking phenomenal. Um, like he said, go back and listen to that Justice for Ahmad. Go back and listen to that You Ain't Black. You know, it's good. So we got our first one. It says BMW from Joe Pride. Love him. Everything he say is 100. It's so hard finding black podcasts, but this is the one to go to now. Thank you for being so authentic and covering us with nothing but knowledge. Much love, Black Fist. Shout out, shout out, shout out. Appreciate that. Next one we got. This is from NTF67, Nikisha Floyd, episode 45. The Just Eldritch podcast is the best podcast on the podcast Come on. platform. Come on, give it you know, a round. You know, we'll take that. We'll take that. I look forward to new episodes each week, listening to episodes first thing Tuesday mornings. A hey, shout out. Hey. Episode 45 is the best thing thus far. It was raw. It was real. It was necessary. The message that you developed and tied to the M.O.V. The movement is a call to action. Hey, the acronym King. Hey. <laughs> My boy, the acronym King. Appreciate it. Appreciate killer. it. Uh, it provides a much needed blueprint to actively getting involved and becoming a change agent. Keep doing this amazing work and moving us forward. That's what's up. That's hey, what's thank up. you so much. Thank y'all. Hey, y'all, I'm telling y'all, this is how we keep going. We appreciate y'all. Number five stars too. Another one we got. It says Black Lives Matter from Ryan Shanae. What to do when you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Like many of my family members, friends, colleagues, and black people living in this country, I was overwhelmed with the feelings of hopelessness and helplessness after the tragic murder of our dear brother, George Floyd. I am so glad that I listened to your podcast. I felt every frustration and emotion as you, Eldridge, and brother Keith. You all gave me the language I needed to articulate myself as well as a direction to place my frustrating energy towards. Please don't get tired of doing the work. You are doing great works in your area. I love how you not only talk about the issues, you're on the front line confronting them. Wait till you listen to this episode. You hold leaders accountable to do their jobs. They, they were elected to do and you speak up for those who may not be confident enough to do so for themselves. You are creating a beautiful legacy. I, I look uh, up to you in a way that you carry yourself and how you serve your community. Thank you so much for being such a bold inspiration to our generation and those to follow. And I appreciate that. Yeah, I like that. I like Thank that. you. Thank you. For real. For real. And let's see, not, last but not least, Foxy P from D.C. Oh, snap. And look, and Foxy P has gave us an official, she has gave us an official iTunes podcast review. <laughs> let's go. For sure, for sure, for sure. So today we got uh, episode 45 was dope. Excellent episode, Eldridge. And you are absolutely right. Our words and our actions moving forward are critical as it relates to the matters of social justice, police brutality, and real reform in this country. I appreciate you using your podcast to urge others to move, act, and speak in ways that you can actually make a difference once the dust of civil disobedience settles. I look forward to hearing your next episode, Foxy P from D.C. Hey, let me tell y'all, man, for real, dog. Like my vision, man. I just because y'all don't. It's it's nothing. I say this is the greatest podcast. Obviously, it's mine. But you don't understand when people hear y'all say it and they hear what y'all getting from it. It helps us continue to make content, and it also helps other people make a decision to begin to support this content. So I really just appreciate y'all. I thank y'all. So. Again, round of applause. One more time. One more time. Um, man, y'all today, today, man, I'm, I'm on such a, I've been, first of all, y- y'all got to realize it's a lot we got to cover today. Um, I'm from Monroe, Georgia, uh, born and raised. And typically, I'm going to be honest, I go to Monroe probably twice a year. I go on Thanksgiving and I go on Christmas. And Monroe's not that far away, but it's just, I ain't really rocking in Monroe. I'm always working. 
you know, my family know I love them, but I ain't been down there like that. Man, this week, I have been to Monroe at least four times already. Because we are organizing, y'all. This ain't just an Atlanta thing. So I want y'all to realize, George Floyd is what brought us out. But in your own city, in your own town, in your own state, there is something to keep you out. There's something to make you stay outside marching in these streets. And you got to say their name. Man, today... It's, it's so it's, it's so sad that it's so many hashtags. I feel bad because you don't remember all the names. Jamari and Robinson came mother came to the park uh, to the protest today. Jamari and Robinson, for those that don't know, is a young man in East Point that was shot. I'm talking about actual contact bullets seventy six times. Damn. They shot him, they shot at him over 90 times, but 76 bullets hit his body. The autopsy showed that there were some bullets that came standing over his body. They put him in handcuffs, they drug him down the stairs. They waited for eight hours before they called any paramedics. And no justice had been served. Check this out. It just came out that one of the police officers that was fired because of the AUC students that was attacked in uh, Atlanta, he worked for APD, APS, but he was loaned to East Point for that task force that killed that boy. Mm, so in the middle of a in the middle of a investigation of a young black boy being shot 76 times, you have an officer that just went back to his precinct like nothing happened, and we surprised that shit happened? We surprised that shit happened? So then, right after the AUC students happened, right after the AUC uh, attack happened on those students, two days later, Amber Jackson is slammed by a white cop. Now, this is one thing I want to say to black cops out there that's listening. To my black cops that's listening, I want to let y'all know, your badge does not exempt you from white supremacy. Your badge does not exempt you from um, uh, racism. And your badge does not, one thing your badge does not do, it does not give you the same privilege that your white counterparts get. Because I'm seeing these black officers in Atlanta move like they one of these white boys. I'm seeing these black officers operate like they one of them. Like, bro, you one of us. So here's the thing. Let me just show you, to show you, remind you why you're one of us. When the students got attacked, the AUC student got attacked, there were four officers, six officers involved. Um, five of them were black. It was one white guy. Immediately, the two black officers were uh, fired. And then Paul Judge came back and charged the rest of them. Guess what? The white boy that just broke Amber Jackson's clavicle, we haven't heard about him being fired. We haven't heard about him being laid off. We haven't heard about him being put on desk. If you watch the fucking video, it's on my social media. It's a white boy slamming her to the ground, grabbing her up. Man, this looked like something that we used to see on our plantations. Now, then y'all wonder why I be like, it ain't no good cops. You mean to tell me as a black man, you see a co-worker slam a, a woman down like that and you ain't did shit? His name is CJ Swanger, by the way. Officer CJ Swanger. I've been trying to find anything. Do me a favor. If my listeners can find him, I need his address. I need his picture. I need all of that. Officer CJ Swanger. So look, y'all. After we don't seen we don't seen we don't seen attack after attack. This is my call to action to Keisha. Cause everybody's saying, Oh, we don't got no we don't have any uh we don't have any uh uh demands. What's the demands for Keisha? Y'all just mad. What's the demands? Let me tell you my demand for Keisha. If Keisha Lance Bottoms does not fire Chief Erica Shields this week, she don't love black people. Again, if Keisha Lance Bottoms, Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms does not fire Chief Erica Shields this week, she does not love black people. 
this white woman, the police under this white woman have attacked to a you said this is what we catch it on film now we're not we're not talking about the stuff that's not getting national attention we're not talking about the rubber bullets that's taking out chunks of girls heads we're just talking about what we see right now on the news chief seals when uh paul judge the da prosecuted and charged those officers chief seals released a statement saying it was political so now when we reprimand when we charge when we hold police officers accountable that's political so if I'm Chief Shields employee and I work for her and I just seen one of my employees get in trouble so this is what it is let's let's look at it from the eyes of the cops so I'm a cop some guys they go way too far I know they go too far they get in trouble so immediately and they get charged so immediately what it does for me I'm like boy Ain't about to catch me like that. I'm going to chill out because I ain't trying to get charged. But then my boss comes out and says, ah, nah, that was just political. That was political. So now I'm like, shit, we straight. See, if my boss think it's political, that means my boss got my back. So obviously Chief Shields does not value accountability for police officers. This is the same chief. That were arresting black boys for selling water. She is unconnected. She is out of touch. She does not know how to police black people. And this is the thing. My bad. She knows how to police black people. That's the issue. We're being over police in this city. And Keisha has all of the power right now to fire her. We talking about defund the police. We talking about police re- uh, reform. It starts with your leadership. Keisha right now with the stroke of a pen can fire her ass. So, and she, this is the same woman that comes out. Oh, I'm a mother. This is the same woman that I told my son that it's not safe for black boys. You know how fucking stupid that sound? When you are the mayor of the city, you saying it's not safe in. And you have the power to fire, fire the motherfucker that is helping it be unsafe and you haven't fired him? Man, Keisha, let me, matter of fact, while I'm on Keisha, I want y'all to see how uh, out of touch, cause people always say I, I go in so hard on Keisha. I want y'all just to hear out of t- how out of touch she is. So the protest has been out for days now. We've been out for a minute. Keisha has not came out at all to talk to him. So when she finally does, I want y'all to listen to this speech. <laughs> I get this a speech day. <laughs> I'm about to let y'all hear this one. I want y'all to see because everybody swear Keisha, you know, they love her in Atlanta. They love her in an Atlanta bubble, in an affluent bubble. But if you black, if you care about black people and you want change, you ain't fucking with Keisha. Let me prove it to you. This is her city. If I can, uh, if, if I can have a moment, I want to tell you all now. You've been walking and talking the whole time. If I can speak now, I'd appreciate it. Right there, you lost him. <laughs> that right there was that substitute teacher that came into the class. That's exactly what she sounded <laughs> hey, like. That's that. Y'all been walking and talking. Hey, look, that's that substitute teacher that has no relationship with students, that has no authority in her voice, and trying to exert that I'm an adult and you're a child. You just lost them. Let's keep going. This community right over here used to be a black community called Lightning. It is where my great grandmother's house. Y'all hear that? Fuck the police in the background. <laughs> Fuck the police. <laughs> I love it. Stood. And I've been thinking about my family's history in this city a lot the past week. My grandmother's grandparents came from a plantation in Crawfordsville, Georgia. They were free slaves. And what I've been asking myself repeatedly is how my grandmother's grandfather, a free slave, could find 
forgiveness in his heart. Now, I'm going to be real with y'all. If you ain't talking about no Nat Turner, we don't want to hear none of that slave shit right now. Well, she she said it. <laughs> but my people, my people were free slaves, and he found it in his heart to forgive. So you got that in your blood. That's that's part of your bloodline. <laughs> Check the pedigree, Bruh She talking. About, I'm like, this how out of touch you are. These young people have been in the streets every fucking day. You talking about finding forgiveness in your heart? Let's keep going. And how he could believe that there was something better for his children's children and generations to come. So I stand here today, the 60th mayor of Atlanta, the direct descendants of slaves in this state. Because my forefathers believed that there was something better on the other side. So look, bro. Hey, look, it wasn't no connection, bro. What I tell you, this Easter, first of all, fire your speech writer. That shit, <laughs> along with Chief Shields, like fire. Said, this used to be a black neighborhood. Hey, look, look, she came out and said that was that Easter speech when you be like, I stand here to stand it of slaves. <laughs> Man, your ancestors did not die, did not work. Did not survive for you to be on this pandering shit. For you to be the leader of the city and still act like you can't fucking lead. Your ancestors didn't die for that shit. Don't put that on our ancestors. And what I'm saying to you is, there is something better on the other side of this. There's something better on the other side of this for us. And there's something better on the other side of this for our children's children. So I want to thank all of you all who have gathered out here today and who have gathered across the country to honor these men and women who have died. Their lives matter. And I'm out here today to tell you, you all matter to me. And in the same way the civil rights movement was not a day, it was not a moment in time, it was a movement. We are in the midst of a movement in this country. But it's going to be incumbent upon all of us to be able to get together and articulate more than our anger. We got to be able to articulate what we want as our solutions. Okay. First of all, she losing. She losing him so bad. If I was Mary Keisha, I'm not going to lie. If I was Mary Keisha, just to gain the crowd and look like I was in control, I would have just been like, fuck the police. <laughs> fuck the police. I would have just said something. <laughs> and matter of fact, if I was Keisha, I would have just took a knee. Ain't <laughs> nothing she could have did. Bro. So... She was horrible. She just said we need some solutions. I gave you one. Five chief shears. Right, hold on, I gotta let y'all see hear how the people ended it. Hold on. And so I look forward to continuing to stand with you all and to work together because in the same way my grandparents grandparents believe that there could be a better day for their children's children, I believe that for my children's children as well. I don't even know what they were saying. Were they saying F Keisha? Or I, don't, F- bro, I don't know what they were saying, bro. All I know is they were mad. Now this is this is the man that y'all uh swear everybody loving. There's more. Hold on. I brought receipts today. I brought some receipts today. So look. 
Somehow, like I'm trying to do with CJ Swanger, somebody done Googled Keisha and found her house. So this is a protester outside of Keisha Lance Bottom's house. <laughs> right here. Y'all, this that different type of shit right here, y'all. I'm telling y'all, this ain't the same type of movement where you can play the fence. You either down or you gonna get laid down. <laughs> These young warriors ain't compromising. They not impressed with nothing but action. Check this out. She's closing the blinds. She beat you to the catch. <laughs> that was the first, that's how the person sent it to me. But then I actually looked at the caption of the video. It says, when your ghetto cousin started protesting. <laughs> so listen to this. Listen, listen to this. Listen to this. Listen to this. Where you at? Quit closing them blinds. See, you thought we couldn't find your address. See, but I can. I did. I looked you up. I googled you. I researched you, Keisha. You ain't shit. That last name fits you. You are a bottom of the bear house nigga. That's what you are. Ma'am, there are children in the residence and you use profanity again. Okay? What's you profanity? Can use Negro. Negro. <laughs> Negro. So look, so look y'all, it's police guarding the house. Hold on, so they was okay with that question until he said Negro. questions. <laughs> The people want to know. The people of Atlanta wants to know why are we under an 8 o'clock curfew? Why is it there a hate law here in Georgia? Why have you only showed your face once and for only 15 minutes? In political game. In political game. And political, I love it, bro. Look, 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 I love look, it. Now y'all know I be mispronouncing shit all the time on this podcast, so. I, they probably know because sometimes be editing it. Yeah, look, nah, shit. It's, we did a whole episode. Oh, <laughs> we, what was that? We did a whole episode. Hold on, hold on let me go through the crates real fast. What was that, chlorophyll? Bruh, no, it was, uh, chrysalis. <laughs> so, when I'm laughing, old girl, I, pre- I mispronounce shit all the time. I don't give a fuck. But that shit was funny, bruh. She said, he said for political gang. She said for in political game. Well, was that a, was that a chick? Yeah, oh. it, 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 the, the person that said for political game wasn't a chick, but the girl that was talking was. Oh, I'm about to say because that dude had a deep voice. <laughs> oh man, political game. So, um, what happened after that? They got locked up. Nah, man. I mean, shoot. But this is what I'm trying to tell people. So I had a whole conversation with Isaac Hayes. Y'all don't see me. Uh, <clears throat> y'all don't heard me talk about him a couple of times. So I be going in so hard on Keisha. He called me, I guess, to check me or let me know why I shouldn't be talking about her. <laughs> and the whole com- and you know what? I wasn't going to talk about this, but he pissed me off. Let me tell you why he pissed me up because the whole con- I had a whole conversation with him. Conversation probably about an hour long. We talked about everything from politics to MPUs to uh, uh, organizations like NAACP. We talked about everything. 
But the one thing I said, I was like, bro, we're gonna, we're gonna disagree, disagree, we're gonna agree to disagree on a lot of things. But one thing, can you agree that we need to raise this money for Amber Jackson? And he was like, yeah, send it, send me the video. So y'all see in my page, I send the video. It's a clear body slam of the young girl. The clavicle is broke. And so I send it to him. Let me read my threads so I'll make sure I get it right. So I send it to him, send him the video. So he says, what's his name? And he was like, what's the officer's name? I was like, Officer CJ Swanger, do me a favor. Let's try to raise this 10K tonight. I did 6,000 by myself. And with your push, I know we can raise that 10 tonight. I like send it to Killer Mike and TIP too. Because he always saying how he be talking to them and they friends. Woo, woo, woo. So he says, I need a photo. I can't find one. Somebody need a photo of the officer. I don't give a fuck about the officer photo. So I say, I don't, I don't got a photo, bro. He says, then he says, what was Amber arrested for? I need the details. This is where we fall out. <clears throat> First of all, let me tell you what I told him. I want to be accountable to y'all. This is what I, t- I said, bro, I'm going to be honest. I don't give a fuck what she done. A white man slamming our black sister to the ground like that has no place regardless. All I know is I'm trying to raise this 15000 by tomorrow night. In it tonight, so she can have a, a procedure done by Monday. I'm at 6K now, and I only got 3,000 followers. A good push from you can bring us home. This is what I'm talking about when I say a small win for the people. Here go her attorney number if you need more information. So I sent her, sent him, Malvoli number, her attorney. <clears throat> no response. That was yesterday. That was Saturday at 11.30 p.m. He told me he was going to post it at 7 o'clock on Saturday. It is now Sunday. Let me go to the page just to make sure. It's Sunday. It's 7.43. And he has literally posted one, two, three, four, five, six times since we last talked. The last post he had up there was the Black Lives Matter Street. He has posted six times since then, and now one thing for Amber. This was the basis of our conversation. He says, Atlanta might be bad for y'all, but it ain't as bad if y'all were to go to Alabama, if y'all were to go to Philly or Detroit. And I told him, I said, bro, (laughs) fuck what you talking about. If you are living in Atlanta and you are black or you are poor, this is a horrible city to be in. And every time we talk about you, every time y'all try to say y'all married, y'all can only save her based off what y'all have done, what she has done for y'all. So to dudes like Isaac Hayes out there that, and I told him, I was like, all Keisha has to do, this is what I told her, Keith. I said, bro, Keisha just got to do small shit if she want to win. Just small shit to show us you for the people. One small thing Keisha could do is give the families at People's Town their house back. Cassine Reed took, took those houses. So as the mayor, you reverse that. You give those people their house back. That's simple. For him, I'm like, bro, a simple thing you can do. This young lady that you can clearly see was attacked by the police. All you have to do is help me raise another $10,000. You ain't got to give no money. I want you to give money, but you ain't got to give no money. Help us raise this money so this young girl who was wronged by the police in the city that you love and you think is perfect, let's give her this money so she can get the procedure done. I got nothing. So I'm just telling y'all now, fuck everybody that's on that shit. If you are not clearly with us, it's done. And I'm not talking about people that are, I got friends now that actually work for news channels, right? Obviously, they can't endorse, they can't say stuff online because everything they do is on their job. But I know every time they get an opportunity to tell a story for black people, they tell the story. 
I know people that work for corporate jobs. Every time they shine, the corporate job has to give some money, they make sure the money's gone to us. So when I say, if you're not clearly with us, I'm not talking about with your mouth. I'm not talking about with your profile picture. I'm not talking about you coming out in March. I'm just saying, with the power influence you have, if there is not a clear picture of you looking out for black people, especially in this climate, fuck you. I'm just telling you that now. Y'all can get mad with me. You can call me. My number is 770-480-6923. I will say fuck you on my line. I'm no longer accepting that bullshit on the behalf of our people. Like, it's it's ridiculous. Like, we are, this is our time. And I want to train, because I don't want to give no energy to what people not doing. I want to get energy to what's going on. Because right now, it is so much beautiful shit going on in Monroe, Georgia, y'all. Like, we're protesting in Monroe, Georgia. This is the last mass lynching in the country happened in Monroe, Georgia. 1946, <laughs> no prosecution. The white men that did it, still alive, still live in Monroe. No prosecution. The white people know who they are. And it's some black people that know who they are and they're scared to say anything. I'm down in Monroe. So I've been protesting. I don't protest in Decatur. I don't protest in Atlanta. I don't protest in Monroe. But one thing that's different about Monroe and other cities, for the most part, you know, you got a lot of friends in the audience and then you have frenemies. You got people that's going to act like they cool. They 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 too scared to come out and say they mad at you for real, for real, real life. But they frenemies. So in Monroe, I'm walk, we marching through town, bro. We marching through town and there's restaurants that got like patio seats outside. And it's white men looking at us like, bro, if I pulled up pictures of the uh the uh sit-ins, the civil rights sit-in, bro, but that's the faces I see, bro. We out there marching, white boys hanging out their trucks with the Confederate flags. Fuck you, niggas. Police ain't budging. They make a U-turn, come back again. Fuck you, niggas. Bro, Monroe, this shit feel like we in the fucking 60s, bro. So I told the young people, I'm like, y'all, be encouraged. I don't care if the, I don't care if we only have five. That's five people that have never stood up to this country ass town before. That's five people that have never lifted their voice to this racist ass city. <clears throat> so, Today was special to me, man, because one of my classmates, I always tell y'all, Carver Middle School changed my life. It was my first time going to public school, and that's when I met all my friends in Monroe for the most part. And um, Breanne came and spoke from Monroe. I want to play what she had to say. What's so funny, she spoke right before me. She had that Monroe twang. Breanne Robinson, she came all the way from Monroe, Georgia. Awesome achievers. That's right. 
I was so proud. <clears throat> I was so proud of Brienne, bro. Like, man, I'm so proud of Brienne Robinson, bro. I'm so proud of Brienne Robinson, bro. Like, we, Bree, man, we grew up uh, in Monroe. We went to uh, Carver Middle School together. And just to see her on fire, she don't know it, but one of my goals now is to get her to run for office down there. I get her in office down there, I feel good about that. I feel really good about her being a place. Um, but y'all, it, it was just so many people, man, just seeing like the young people marching. Uh, we even had my boy, Chicago Bull player come out. That was a, that was a big deal. That was cool just to see him come out. He spoke as well. Um, Mowley, man, he just, I mean, the Beacon Hill Alliance, one of his organizations that he founded in Decatur, they just turned out an amazing crowd, bro. And I just feel like right now people are just ready. People are ready. And on this podcast, I just want to, I just, this, if you take anything from this podcast, I want you to take away that if you are not working, it's so easy to not work. Let me be real with y'all. It's, it's really easy to pass the protesters because, you know, Processing during the week, I gotta work. It's real easy to sit at home and be like, you know what, I worked all week. I would go out there and protest, but I'm just tired right now. It's easy to do that. It's easy to not join an organization. It's easy to just talk about how mad you are online. But right now, we have to press on and do things. We have to work harder. We gotta work harder. We gotta begin to work outside of our comfort level. We got to begin to press on and just say, you know what? I'm tired right now. I worked all day. I ain't really got no rest, but I just want to be a part of this moment. And I said that when I spoke, man, like when I look back at this moment 20 years from now, when I'm talking to Keith, man, I want to be like, bro, you remember when we was out there in them streets, bro? You remember when we were really organizing and we were making a difference? You remember that legislation that we passed? Like, so my message to y'all, I really, I really want y'all to uh get down with us. Get down with this movement. Go, again, go back to episode uh, number 45 if you want to learn how to get involved with this movement. Um, go to episode, um, we must organize for a mod if you want to learn about organizations you should be a part of. But at this time, it's no time for nobody to be on the sideline. I'm going to be real with you. Somebody uh, hit me up this morning. They were like, they hit me up. Uh, and this is how I know that folk in their feelings. So she texted me this morning. She said, uh, where's this text? Woke up to some. Like, I actually appreciate her for this text because she's the reason why I, um, begin to go on this deep dive of listening to speeches of our ancestors. I wasn't going to do that this morning. I didn't even know I had to speak this morning. Mavali didn't tell me until I got there, until we was actually at the rally. But she woke me up. She said, why are you so mad? As a leader, your post must be truthful, but always lend itself to elevation. Experience teaches that, that there is a way to frame every comment and conversation. MLK was great. Not because he was a minister of the civil rights, but he uplifted his people and their mindsets. Just take a breath and breathe. So she said I was too hard on a, uh, on a post because I said, I'm like, it was for the uh, Amber Jackson. And I took I put a screenshot of when them, when the white folk raised millions of dollars for a fucking wall. And I said, y'all can say what y'all want to about the racist priest of shit. But they just effortlessly raised millions for a wall. And now we got a sister that needs a surgery done. And we can't raise, if we can't raise 15,000 tonight, 
we should be ashamed of ourselves. That's what my message said. And it hit her because cause this is the same person, Keith. Look, on the post when I posted it up, she posted and said, oh, we need to find a better way to start giving because uh, on top of these folks making money off our pain, taking percentages out of our money, making money off our pain. So shout out to GoFundMe. I ain't using it in a minute because me and Derek managing the money for Amber. GoFundMe don't take any fees when you raise money now. I appreciate it. So I, I let her know. I was like, go. Now what they do, they smart. They ask for a tip. And tips start at 10%. So, so you go from being a 3.5% platform like everybody else to a 10%. Like, now of course, I ain't tip from shit, but I know it's a lot of people. <laughs> I know it's, I know it's a lot of people that aren't tipping. So they smart, but I do appreciate they don't take no money. Uh, so I text, I said, I come in the back. I was like, oh, they don't take no money. The money go 100% to Amber. Then she gonna send me that text message. That mean, you just one of them people making them excuses. That's, I look at that shit like Isaac. First, you don't wanna, you don't wanna give because you tired of folk giving, uh, percentages. Now, oh, you need to frame it better. No, we should be ashamed of ourselves. Every time some shit go down, they raise fucking millions for Dylan Roof. Before they shut that shit down. A white boy that killed nine brothers and sisters cold blooded. What I really want to um, just tell people. We got to begin to um, organize and come together in ways that we've never done before. Our generation. Um, spiritually, we got to come together. And that's uh, respecting our faith practices. Because this is definitely something that we can't just handle in the natural realm. It's, it's definitely a spiritual battle as well. Um, we got to begin to come together financially with our money. Um, and I, I, I do want to make an announcement. I've been waiting to make this announcement. I'm going to make it official on the podcast. Um, as of now, hold on, put your drum <laughs> As of now, because I wasn't going to say nothing. I was going to wait for a little while, but he put out a statement. And I want people to be very clear on how I'm moving. So there was a statement put out on the uh, Spendify page um, about how they took some years back to uh, come back stronger, whatever the fuck the post said. Um, I'm no longer with Spendify. Um, Spendify was a startup that I started back in 2016 with the mission to help us bring our money together, support amazing black owned businesses in our community started with my father, Antoine Davis. Um, and it was, it was a hard, it was a beautiful journey. That's how I met Keith. Definitely a beautiful journey. Um, I've learned so much from it. Worked with some, uh, a lot of dope brothers. I learned a lot on this journey, right? It was beautiful, but it was hard. It was hard because we were trying to fulfill a mission Stay focused on a mission and people were trying to detour us from that. People really have pushback and they are less likely to help you when you are trying to be self-sustained as black people. Let me be very clear. There's always pushback historically proven. When you look at black wall street and told how they were bombed because they were self-sustained. So whenever you're trying to self-sustain, and as a community, handle your own shit, they will always be pushed back. Because they understand if we realize that not only we all we got, we all we need, when we realize that, a lot of shit they have is going to crumble and fall. So on the journey, there was just a, uh, I mean, it's plain and short, there was just a difference in leadership. Um, Antoine wanted to do things his way. I wanted to do things my way. Um, but my way was all about keeping the mission moving and not stopping. And I feel like there was a lot of things, a lot of decisions he made that were handicapping us, handicapping us from moving forward. And I wrestled and I fought it for years and I tried to keep it going. But after a while, I just got tired of the fight. So I officially relinquished all my shares. So Spendify is still a great platform. Um, it's still a business, but they're beginning to speak now in this time and in this season. And I want, and I don't know what they're going to say. And I don't know what they're going to do. I just want people to know that is not me. 
Now, if you want to find me and rock with me, you can follow me to webuyblack.com. I have officially joined the We Buy Black team. Go to webuyblack.com. We Buy Black on Instagram. You'll see us there. We are the largest marketplace for black-owned businesses in the world. Um, I had the opportunity to come on and run. I'm running operations over there now. Um, so it's, it's, it's so Tommy got a job in a sense. Let me just be real with y'all. Shit, I got a job, man. Uh, working with uh, uh an amazing team over there. People that really believe in this mission. Shout out to Sharif, my CEO. Um, the founder of We Buy Black, Sharif, uh, that brother is, uh, what's so crazy when I started Spendify, you know, I'm being on relationships. I started reaching out to all of the platforms, purchaseblack.com, official O, wallstreet.com, buyblack.com. Like, I'm going to all of them. And Sharif has always been the big brother. Like, everybody, like, he, he started first. I don't think he started, um, I think he started first, but all I know is he always had been the biggest platform. You see, he was featured on uh, Killer Mike's um, Trigger uh, Warning Show. Um, he uh, does the We Buy Black convention. They were always just killing the game. And uh, me and him, we met, reached out to him, and it was always clear we're not in competition. We are in collaboration, and we're going to work together. And he brought me on some pride. So when I was transparent about him, what I was going on with uh, Spendify when we first just went on hold. So he brought me on, let me consult on the con- uh, conference. He let me consult on a couple of projects. He really just embraced me and my skill set, my knowledge, my insight in this world. And uh, when he heard I was done with Spendify officially, he offered me a job, and uh, I took it. It don't feel like a job because I'm doing exactly what I do every day. So y'all do me a favor. Go follow We Buy Black right now. We Buy Black. Go visit WeBuyBlack.com. Purchase some of our products. I have some amazing things coming down the pipeline with them. I'm doing a lot of work with them, and I can't wait to show y'all. So saying that to say, man, y'all, this is really – um we are, I want to play something for y'all. Can I play this, James? Um, this morning I woke up. I didn't know I was going to be speaking. Um, I didn't know I was going to be, um, speaking today at the rally. I didn't know that I was going to be, um, <clears throat> um, feeling the way I'm feeling right now. I didn't realize I was going to have this energy I had. But when old girl texted me and said, I need to calm down how I'm talking, I just began, because she mentioned MLK. And one thing that I hate that I'm hearing people say, oh, I ain't with that Malcolm. I'm with that. I ain't with that uh, Martin Luther King. I'm with Malcolm. Like, let me just be clear, young people. Like, and even the episode, when, even the stuff when we say, uh, I'm not my, uh, we ain't our, we ain't our, uh, grandparents or we ain't our ancestors. Let me just be very clear. When you say stuff like that, I know what you think you're trying to say, but to a, a well trained and studied ear, it's telling us that you've done no research. You've done no study. You don't understand what your ancestors did. You don't understand how some of them rebelled loudly. Some of them rebelled silently. Some of them sacrificed their life. And some of them survived so you could be here. Everybody talking about, oh, I would have just, I would have buried me in the ocean that, that killmonger shit. And guess what? We all gone there. You wouldn't be here. So our ancestors have done so. Do me a favor. Let's begin to really change the rhetoric, the language that we use. And I'm going to be real. There are very few people I know who have truly studied the philosophy of King and Malcolm. And if you begin to study both of their philosophies, you will understand there is not one greater than the other. There is so much that can learn. And they had a lot of similarities. 
in their thoughts and their desires. So I want us to begin to really go through and check out our ancestors. I want to play this clip. This is what I listened to this morning when uh, I woke up. This is the voice of James Baldwin. The reason that black people are in the streets has to do with the lives they're forced to lead in this country. And they're forced to lead these lives by the indifference and the um, apathy and a certain kind of ignorance, a very willful ignorance on the part of their co-citizens. Everybody knows, no matter what they do not know, that they wouldn't like to be a black man in this country. They know that and they shut their minds against the rest of it, all the implications of being a black father or a black woman or a black son. And all of the implications involved in a human being's endeavor to take care of his wife, to take care of his children, to raise his children to be men and women in the teeth of a structure which is built to deny that I can be a human being or that my child can be. The great question in the country has been all the years that I've been living here and I was born here 43 years ago is what does the Negro want? And this question masks a terrible knowledge. I want exactly what you want. And you know what you want. I want to be left alone. I don't want any of the things that people accuse Negroes of wanting. And I don't hate you. I simply want to be able to raise my children in peace and arrive at my own maturity in my own way, in peace. I don't want to be defined by you. I think that you and I might learn a great deal from each other if you can overcome the curtain of my color, the curtain of my color is what you use to avoid facing the facts of our common history, the facts of American life. It is easy to call me a Negro or a nigger or a promising black man, but in fact, I'm a man like you. I want to live like you. This country is mine too. I paid as much for it as you. White means that you are European still. And black means that I'm African. And we both know. We've both been here too long. You can't go back to Ireland or Poland or England. And I can't go back to Africa. And we will live here together or we'll die here together. And it's not I am telling you. Time is telling you. You will listen or you will perish. That boy said, you know, you can't go back to Europe and I ain't going back to Africa. We're going to live here together or we're going to die here together. He said, he said, I'm telling you, I'm telling you now, those are your options. So when I tell y'all, I woke up this morning on a different type of energy. This morning I woke up on a different type of energy because I woke up to the voices, to the wisdom, to the insight of my ancestors. So what I want everybody to do right now is find, go to YouTube, find one of our ancestors that you can listen to, you can enjoy, um, one of our ancestors you can learn from, and play that for your friends. Play that out loud. Make sure this turned up. Play that for your friends. Play that for your community and neighbor because, again, they already gave us the answers. You can literally ask any question, and our ancestors have already told you what the answer it is. Yeah, that's all I got to say this week. I love y'all. I need y'all. But most importantly, I can't wait to see y'all next week. We out. <laughs> Like, yeah, bad trips like, yeah, Nazareth, I'm fine.
fucked up, homie, you fucked up. But if God got us, then we go be alright. Uh, and when I wake up, I recognize you looking at me for the pay cut. Bahamas, I'll be looking at you from the face down. One Mac 11, even boom with the face down. Skimming, and let me tell you about my life. Painkillers only put me in a twilight. We're pretty pussy and Benjamin is the highlight. I tell my mama I love her, but this what I like. Lord knows, 20 of them in my Chevy. Tell them all to come and get me, reaping everything I sow. So my karma come in heaven, no preliminary hearings on my record. I'm a motherfucking gangster in silence for the record. Uh. Tell the world I know it's too late. Boys and girls, I think I'm